we here at Hami Media Group proceed to grow exponentially month by month. And we could not do it without our army of loyal listeners, as well as the absolute best sponsors in the free market today. Hummy Media is proud to give our 100% guarantee that our sponsors offer the absolute very best in their respective industries. And all of them offer products and services that will be of tremendous value to you. Not able to go to a gym? Or would you rather train at home to improve your health, lower your risk of getting sick, or have the body you always wanted? Then check out Stevie Richards Fitness, the most valuable workout program you can find in 2020 costing just a fraction of what the big companies charge, but with unmatched superior quality at stevierichardsfitness.com. And after your workout, you'll probably be hungry, but how can you be sure what you're putting in your stomach is of premium quality? We can't speak for other brands, but we can speak of Zordo's olive oil. Does your olive oil at home say ultra premium? Ultra premium is a distinction that olive oil brands can only legally claim if they meet very strict standards and guidelines. Most olive oils cannot meet such rigid requirements, but Zordos Olive Oil does with its imported ultra-premium Greek olive oil. Taste the difference for yourself at ZordosOliveOil.com. And speaking of consuming quality products, it's important to start your day off on the right foot. Don't run it by drinking watered-down bean juice. Wake up and have a cup of bro, bro, with the Coffee Brosters, the only place you can get the limited edition Vince Russo Coffee. Organic Nicaraguan fair trade coffee roasted to perfection with notes of milk chocolate and walnut straight from the farm to your coffee mug at thebroasters.com. And of course, you can't profile without style. And what better way to look stylish and support your favorite independent wrestling talent than with some swag from Pro Wrestling Tees. Offering original merchandise for your favorite pro wrestlers you can't find anywhere else and a great way to give back to those who sacrifice their bodies for our entertainment. Check out all the latest and greatest pro wrestling shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. Thank you once again to all of our sponsors as well as our loyal listeners. We cannot do what we do without you and we are only just getting started. We cannot express our gratitude enough. Thank you and enjoy the show. Balls. Balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over. You will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, Kyle. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, Kyle. Suck my balls, Kyle. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy, hairy, hairy balls. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Balls. Right here on a litany of different networks that include Homie Media Group, and ratsaladreview.com. We're also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere where you can get your podcast. My name today is uh, Mute Matt. I will be speaking in more of a docile tone for you listeners as we do not want to create an echo as myself and Mr. J.V. Vernola are in the same location recording today. So. Still kind of are. Holy shit. This is how close we are. Yeah, this is how yeah. this is how close we are. Joe ran. Yeah. That was a little freaky. Right, 10 seconds. That's all it took. That's how close we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, he just touched me erotically. I like it. Inappropriately, not erotically. This is <laughs> difference. He just wanted to get two guys naked in a hot tub with me. Just watch each other masturbate, that's all. <laughs> We're having sound and technical difficulties. We couldn't set it up. 
No, no, okay, no. I'm good. I'm good. You good? You're good. You catch your breath there. That was fast. Yeah. Hope you guys like that edit. But we are here in the same location recording the show because we were unable to get our stuff together and uh, record together. But that doesn't matter. You're here to listen to our South Park review about two guys naked in a hot tub, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe one day, uh, you know, get a- naked in a hot tub, and uh, I'll jump in. Ian? Maybe. Welcome back to your show. Scoop, I would normally do the whole scoop, but I don't want to be too loud. Jackson. (laughs) Scoop, what's up, Joe? And how you doing? I'm doing all right. Like your intro, which with the somewhat muted Cartman was like Cartman if he was calling a golf tournament. Take a bitch, stepping up to the third green. Two under already. Need this one for birdie. I was I was trying to go for that really low, like you know, old school, like mm-hmm. video guy who's talking about mm, these crackers are yummy. It's like Cartman trying to do Bob Ross now. <laughs> Happy well, guys, you can. well, guys, we're back for season three, episode eight of. And this is Suck My Balls, number 42. We reviewed as part of the two-part Meteor Shower trilogy. We're glad to have J.V. Vernola back as well from his escapades in uh, Utah. We we feel sorry that he had to go there, but we're glad to have you back. Mm, it was actually a fun trip. It's I'm one of the few. glad to have you yeah. back. I'm glad to be back. Thank you. You don't want to get brainwashed, right, Scoop? Nope. See? Don't want to get brainwashed. Uh, that town is turning really blue from what I've seen. Oh man, speaking of blue and politics, man, you can't even post anything online without people getting mad at you or like getting upset at you or thinking you're spreading misinformation. So Ian, I posted something on my Facebook and I don't even remember what the website was, like just something who had No, it was somebody. the it was the DOJ's website. It no, no, was... no, that's not what I that's not what it was. Hold on. Oh, please oh. let me explain. So what it was is it was apparently some PBJ alt website. I don't know. It popped up in my feed about a story of uh, ba- ballots like being found in a ditch and like seven to 10 of those were military vets or whatever, or military people like are in the military. Right. So I went to the article, I pulled it up and they cited the department of justice. So I was like, okay, well let me go investigate this for myself. So I Googled it and I found it. And then I was like, okay, so I found their source. This is a legit article. So I posted it and then people got mad because apparently this website in the past has, um, propagated alt white alt right information and people just started coming after me so then i had to like backpedal i had to do what bin Hamin says where you tweet dive apologize repeat and i had to like be like my bad like this is where i got the information from so unfortunately people didn't like that and they got upset so i had to like backpedal and someone like one of my good friends who works in media he privately hit me up and this was nice of him and he was like hey man just so you know he's like i know you weren't trying to do anything he's like but you got to watch out bro like because you're in a position now where you're in the media he's like and people you're going to be under a microscope he's like so just like maybe choose he's like if you find the link he's like from now on just don't post that article just go to the source and i was like yeah you're right i should have done that but like i wasn't even thinking like that i was just like oh, let me share this because i read the fucking article and i cited it and i found it to be factual so i don't know people are all crazy all over we got ian here apparently can't wait to get off the podcast he's already eating so welcome to the suck my balls podcast two guys naked in a hot tub guys so <laughs> in this episode we saw um the second part uh saga of stan's night at the meteor shower as he is unfortunately drug along with his parents to their party they, did, they couldn't find a babysitter or they didn't want to find a babysitter as i was telling joe we were watching the episode before we started i said ian this doesn't make any sense why did shelly go babysit cartman why didn't Stan go with Shelly? Or why right? didn't Car- now you can make the argument? Okay, well, Cartman could have came over to their house. No, like Joe, you said before, do their parents really want Eric Cartman coming over? But if Shelly was already going to go over there and they were already going to send their daughter over there, who they have mm-hmm. such in high regard, then they should have just sent Stan over there as well. I don't want to go to this stupid party. Come on, Stan. You're going to have a great time. No, you guys are going to have a great time. Whenever there's a party, the adults get to hang out and have fun while the kids spend the night locked in the basement eating stale pretzels. So it really made no sense that Stan got drug along to the party, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. That it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, Randy does make that one li- that one line, which winds up being a bit of a foreshadow. But there was also the, um, and he really only singled out Kyle. But I don't see why it wouldn't also extend to Cartman. He's like, you always hang out with Kyle. They're gonna think you're, you know, weird. Well, it'll be good for you to make new friends. You can't just hang out with your buddy Kyle all the time. People think you guys are, you know, funny. Or whatever terminology Randy used at that point. But that that was... So I thought it was part of Randy's never-ending effort to make Stan as heterosexual as possible. So you thought that by bringing along, you think Randy's logic was bringing him to this party and sticking him in a basement with other boys. Was better well, for I him. mean, maybe and he didn't know that's they you were... thought Randy was going to, that's what his logic ended up being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably, and maybe he, he... people are going to think you're a little queer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you to this party and you're going to sit there in the basement locked away with other kids. And maybe he didn't think it was just going to be other boys. Maybe he thought like baby was going to be down there or something too. Baby. Who the hell knows? Baby. Baby. Otos. These Ata, as you call them. We're going to control your life, Stanley. So this is part two. Stan gets his own storyline, essentially, where he's the leader of his uh, arc for this episode. So Stan is stuck with the Melvins, as they're called, um, from school at Mr. Mackey's media shower party. Now, of course, we found out in the last episode that this is where Leanne Cartman went to. And that's why, unfortunately, uh, Cartman was babysat by Shelly, which turned into the Wow Wow West. Wow Wow Wicked Wicked Wow Wow West, which is up right now. Shelly. Shelly. Didn't have Shelly, Shelly. So, as we mentioned there, we found it a, a little odd that Stan did not go to Cartman's house. However, Randy and Gerald um, are also the secondary storyline of this episode, as they're going to share an intimate and embarrassing moment in a hot tub, which is why it's named Two Guys in a Hot Tub and uh, Naked. And then there's also the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms that is intent on killing everyone at this party on the basis of it's presuming a cult, which is also shot at Waco and other type of cult ones that I'm sure that they've done this in the past too. Uh, so we start with Stan complaining that he has to go to the meteor shower party with his parents. Now upon arrival, he is led to the basement and stuck in the kids room. As we mentioned, the only kids there to Stan's horror are the three Melvins from school. That being fucking Pip uh, butters happy to see butters get his introduction here and get some lines and Dougie who eventually will become uh, general disarray. Uh, Stan is freaked out at having to spend the night with these geeks. So guys, I mean, let's, let's, let's ask, I'm going to ask questions here. Let's go round table here. Like I would consider all of us that we probably were not geeks in our younger adolescent. We were either, uh, you know, lined up with people who were like bigger and taller than us. So we had the brains for it or you were a scoop and you were just, you know, cut like a ox. It is. Uh, Joe, did you ever feel like that you had to hang out with Melvin's or that you were the Melvin as a, at a young age? I still feel like, I'm Oh, Melvin. Come on, whatever you're stupid. <laughs> no, I still feel like I'm the Melvin. No, I am. I am butters. I am Dougie. Well, you're better than Pip. That's okay. Right. But- well, Butters yeah, will- notice I, will- I didn't say Pip. Well, look, we find out that Butters and General Disarray aren't Melvins, right? I mean, eventually, because Butters is going to become part of the team. So, like, if you're Butters, everyone loves knows it's Butters. That's you. So, I mean, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. So that's your being that a by- Butters is not bad. Yeah, being a Butters is not bad. Happy. Loving, liking people, like that's not being a bad. Well, I mean, in this situation, in this episode, for this yeah, episode, like- he is a Melvin. I am saying, even to this day, I still feel like I am a Melvin. He's not a Melvin. That's there's like we're having all kinds. There's like 20, 30 people calling Joe a day, messaging him and shit. But Joe's the fucking Melvin. Uh, Ian, did you ever feel like you were a Melvin when you were a kid growing up? No, yeah, he didn't feel like a Melvin. Uh, I never felt like a Melvin. Now there was times where I felt like I was maybe uh, not the most popular, but I never felt like a Melvin. However, I did always tend to align myself with people who were uh, broader 
taller, more muscular, and I tend to take more of the backseat of the brain. You know, be like, hey, yo, we should do this. You know, I wouldn't say manipulation, more like convincing and making articulated points in a fashion to where they would follow my lead. And so, like, I could mouth off to people. You're trying to manipulate us right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> Uh, I, I I could mouth off to people and, and then I'd be like, if anybody wanted to say something, I would just have like my big dude homie in the back to be like, shut the, you know, no, no, you're not going to fuck with him. You know what I mean? So like, that's the approach I took growing up. So, you know, I was smart about it. Just, you know, you got to use what you have, use your brain. Like I, there was one time this guy wanted to beat me up in like the hallway of a locker room. And I was like, look, bro, let's be logical here. If you get into a fight right now, Kids are going to come out. Teachers are going to come out. We're going to both get escorted to the principal's office, which is going to then extend to both of our parents being called and then us going home and having to explain all that. And most likely we removed from school for an extended period of time. I was like, is it really worth all this? <laughs> and then they would be like, fuck you. And then they would just walk away and you're just like, phew. <laughs> so like I got out of it with talking my way out of fights. And I was, okay, I would make Thank God he was going to destroy yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got out of it with sound arguments. Like, dude, you don't want to do this, bro. You're gonna get in trouble. Don't do that. That's five to ten. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so uh we go to the party now. Upstairs, Mr. Mackey shows Randy, Sharon, Gerald, and Sheila his newly installed hot tub. Sharon and Sheila both say that they don't want to get in since they have nothing to wear. And I li literally said to Joey, and I was like, thank God Sheila's not going to get in. The <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look very good. It looks quite inviting. Yeah, you can get a lot of action when you have a hot tub. Oh, Mr. Mackey, you nuts. Hell, we should get in. Yeah. Sure, go ahead. It's a, it's a party, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I'm not hot tubbing. I have nothing to wear. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> no hot tub for me. Well, screw you guys. I'm getting in for a while too. Geronimo. It's like I don't I don't want to see mm -hmm. that. That would have been like chokes on dick level oh. of just <laughs> terrible. Oh, chokes on dick. That would have been that would have been terrible. Wow. Like her friggin' high leg kick in the opening number of uh in Quiet Mountain Town is bad it's enough. Disturbing itself, yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so they're upstairs, they're showing around, and Sheila and Sharon Bull said they're not going to get into the hot tub because they don't have any clothes. Well, Gerald just is like, fuck it, and he takes off all his clothes, and he jumps into the hot tub naked. Not in his underwear, which is immediately what Joe called out. He was like, you could just could have worn your skippies. Like, why do you have to get naked? <laughs> but no. Right, why do you have to get naked? Right. Like, I look my boxers. It. Right, I said it right away. I would have jumped in with my skivvies, and then when I was done in the hot tub, I would have just free balled it in my pants at the, for the rest of the party. Like seriously, like it's that easy. Why I've done do it many times? Okay, cool. Like there are several several alternatives to skinny dipping. The only time you ever get skinny dipping with another man in a hot tub is two scenarios okay the first is it's not your dad or a family member that you don't that you trust or so like someone you trust and maybe you're out in the wilderness or something and you're at a you go hot springing or something like that maybe you're at a uh, you know something like that that's that's i think like it's okay or second situation if like me if us three if we were stranded in the wilderness okay and like we didn't have any clothes that got burnt away or something like that and we had to clean ourselves in the same pool naked Obviously, that's or in a hot tub, hot spring. Obviously, that's not you know sexually that's erotic. That's, that's survival, survival, right? That that's, right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Those but are the it's really not like only we're theory. in the backyard at a party. My so roommates right. are gonna be what the fuck are they talking about? That's right what I'm now? saying. That's what I'm saying though. Is it's you, that's the only two situations survival. You don't just willingly. <laughs> yeah, bro. You want to come over to my house? Got naked in a hot tub with me? We'll have a good time. <laughs> Yeah, you guys want to come over at night and want hot dog? I'm mean, pretty sweat. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Come pretty on, sweet, guys. you guys. We can play GameCube. I got it hooked up wireless, bro. You got freaking We got the way birds. Eating on camera in front of us, making us hungry. All right. So as they're upstairs uh, doing their hot tub thing and kind of splashing around, in the basement, Pip Butters and Dougie have finished playing an English game called, uh, what is it? Uh, Lippy lip, uh, skippy lippy lulu, -la -la -la. Yeah, yeah. Skippy. Or, or something like that. Uh, it's some sort of like a ring around the rosing. 
kind of game and stan refuses to participate in these games the others find women clothing and decide to play charlie's angels like stan is like trying <laughs> like not trying to be around these kids like trying to hang out in the corner like oh i fucking hate this place but they're trying to play with them and they're like we don't have a bosley uh, and but- Butters is actually King Melvin here, or he's at least he's the cool one. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I thought of Charlie's Angels, so I'm the leader of the. I'm the hottest one, especially right. Eve, he's the Farrah Fawcett. He's the Farrah Fawcett. Exactly. Did you guys ever watch any of the original ones of Charlie's Angels? Have you seen like on syndicated TV or the movies? Obviously, snippets. Yes. I've never actually watched it. You never watched the movie or the show? Either none of it. I, I mean, I'm super old, so I, I saw both. I turned 30 yesterday. But, well, 30, let, 30 something. Anyway, so you yeah. watched you watched the original series back in the day? Um, I mean, when it was on TV land and stuff, like I watched right. a whole bunch of crap from the 70s. And then obviously I saw the uh, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu movies later on. Okay. I was more of a Golden Girls. Golden Girls. So I am all about that. Yeah, I woke up with I woke up with that song in my head for this morning for some reason. Like it, and there are worse songs to be stuck in one's head, but like I woke up on Thank You for Being a Fan. Like, what the fuck? Uh well my show was uh the Jeffersons. I liked watching the Jeffersons on syndicated. Cause we're moving on up, moving on up to this I tell I warn you that you're starting to echo and you just start getting louder and louder. I know, <laughs> it's I know. great. <laughs> to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Yes, yes. So in the hot tub now, Randy and Gerald ask each other about, you know, what they're gonna do at the party and whatnot, you know. And uh they uh, kind of uh decide, you know, through this conversation that they kind of want to do some experimentation. And uh, in this experimentation itself, it's it, we got Gerald explaining he's smoking a cigar because, you know, he's never smoked a cigar before. And then Randy asked Gerald if he'd ever ha- ha- had a gay fantasy. And Gerald explains that he's always thought of watching another game. Got <laughs> masturbate. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, like Randy's like, well, you know, it's nothing really gay about that. And he's like, Gerald's like, yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, and then they get really quiet, and Randy goes, uh, I never really wanted to experiment with anything too crazy. You know, maybe just, I don't know, masturbate in front of another guy. Yeah, well, that, that's not really gay, is it? No, no, I, I don't think so. Well, it is a night for experimenting. It sure is. Okay, I'll start. All right, I'll start. So he, he, we cut from there. And my conversations about experimenting and trying new things and with people taking ecstasy or like someone taking K for the first time, I, I don't think it has ever ended the way it ended for them. Like that, that just just putting that one out there. Like I hear experiment. That's not where my mind goes to. Right. Like I Ian, don't, does your mind go to that? Do you think about getting no. naked in a hot tub? No, no. Come on. Silly bombs. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, if you're sick, you know, let's get in the hot tub. Yes. Find out what we're about. I'll start. <laughs> I'll start. I'll jump in. I'll start. I'll start. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've got some text message from drunk Ian where he tells me he loves me. So it's, it's stored away. I, yeah, you know. Need, I love you, bro. I just want you to know that I fucking love you. You're my boy. And, you know, if ever need anything, I got hey, you, bro. Dude, if hey. I was a chick, I would bone you. I love you. <laughs> I was just going to get ready to defend. I was getting ready to defend Ian and say that that would was probably something platonic or something like that. But it then totally was. He, but then he ended with the, if I were a chick, I'd let you bone me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, that took a turn. <laughs> but it escalated from there. Yeah, a weird flex, <laughs> but okay. That might have been seven or eight years in, Ian, or seven or eight shots in, like, late night. Hey, bro, just, oh, like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, he's really drunk. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like he was, like, sober saying these things to me. <laughs> oh, so it's not like when like, I text you and be like, yo, bro. 
no, I was just like, like sending Aubrey Huff a message and then getting a response from this fool. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He makes things happen when he's drunk sometimes, and sometimes he doesn't. But uh, you know, I'm glad that he chooses to you know profess his love to me and not to random strangers because that might be harassment. Uh, Maybe, and, yeah, might, and you yeah, might have to go back. You when one panda initiates contact with another panda, <laughs> then the panda is that considered sexual harassment. So upstairs, Stan has the others find him some cookies, a TV, in order to fulfill their next mission. That's the Charlie's Angels mission. He's like, "Yeah, you, we got to figure out a way to get out of here." So, and they're like, "Why do you want to get out of here?" He's like, "Cause you idiots." Like there's food and all these different things out there. So they do find a vent and they travel up there and they get some food and Stan finds a TV and he just sits there <laughs> So and they're like, uh, what's our next mission? And he's all like, you don't have any more missions. I got everything I wanted. <laughs> While that's going on now, all of a sudden, apparently the ATF has been notified that, that, uh, that there's a suspicion that the party is some sort of religious cult that's going to commit suicide upon the beginning of the meteor shower, which, as I mentioned, uh, it was most likely a reference to the Waco disaster that had recently happened. Uh, Joe, do you remember at all? Have you watched any documentaries on the Waco stuff? Um, I've watched some stuff on the uh, Branch Davidians and all that. I don't remember Waco other than like seeing a report as a kid of it blowing it, not blowing up, but, but of just like the fire and like, Oh, Waco, there was a fire there and not knowing what the deal was until like high school or college. But, and then obviously I nerded out after that and watched stuff on it and David Koresh and all that fun stuff. How about you, Ian? I know all about that. You're from there, Texas area. Yeah, that's pretty sad too. What happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that was some Philadelphia level crap too. Yeah. Well, so Poor for those people. who aren't aware, you know, basically these people were considered um, a religious cult. People who you know who actually really were not hurting anybody. And no, they were of- they were Branch Davidians. They were of the Branch David in the Bible, and they they had like daily Bible studies and. They're a pretty religious group, and they were talking about like end of days stuff. And right. the they what originally happened was the, they got on the ATS radar because they thought that they were like trading guns and stuff. And but they were living out in Waco in this building that they were building themselves, and like there was like you know rooms that weren't fully finished and no running water and all this weird stuff. It was it's like not an easy place to live in, and. I think that they were like, I'm pretty sure that they were doing it. But most of the, well, most of the reports from people who even like who got out and said that they survived that fire or that they didn't go that day or that they had recently left had said that they were not forced to stay there. It was you were allowed right. to come and go as you please. So that was this is what was going to be the basis of my argument. They weren't really hurting anybody is what I'm saying. Exactly. Like you were if you wanted to be there and and praise God in your own religious way you should have that ability to do so. And that's what they were doing. And then if people left, they left, but there was people like I've watched in some documentaries who were like, I should have died. I should have died with my brothers and sisters and and, you know, I should be in heaven. I should have died with them because they weren't doing anything wrong. They just, you know, the, yes, the living conditions, as you mentioned, were the best, which is why a lot of people leave. Right. But at at the same time, you know, if you choose to be that way, if you're choosing to, live in those type of uh, conditions pray wise, prayer wise i mean you can make the argument look at third world countries they're a lot worse than probably was what was going on in the waco place you know what i'm saying so like and those people are just you know doing their own religious thing too i don't know anyway that's kind of a little backstory on the waco and the atf stuff guys if you want more information there's tons of documentaries and books and movies on it and shit like that so yeah there's also great there's also a great netflix series on it right now called waco so isn't that mm-hmm. interesting? We're doing this uh, review. So uh, now that uh, the ATF has arrived, as I mentioned, they suspect that the party to be some sort of religious cult. Stan actually turns on the TV and discovers that the ATF is outside and that they're planning to destroy the building in order to stop the cult. It's funny, though, because the ATF people show up. and They're like, all right, man, let's assemble. And they do their whole spiel. And then uh, Officer Barb Brady shows up. Now, what seems to be the problem here? 
Okay, so just what is going on here, people? Get down! What? It's just like we told you, officer. There's a religious cult in there that plans to commit mass suicide when the meteor shower starts. Are you sure? Of course we're sure. We're the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. It's our job to know what these fanatics do. So what does the ATF do when religious fanatics are gonna commit mass suicide? Oh, don't worry. We won't let that happen. Even if it means we have to kill each and every one of them. And they're like, uh, well, you got a religious cult inside there. We want to make sure that everything's taken care of. And Officer Barbary's like, I don't want anybody to commit suicide. And he's like, oh, well, we don't want anybody to We're not going to let anybody commit suicide, even if we have to kill them. I'm just like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Well, any thoughts on that? Any more thoughts on this, guys? Before we move on. I'm good. Okay. So now uh, the guys have, you know, executed... That being Gerald and Randy have executed this masturbation. They've done this in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> now they're all redressing back up and they're like talking to each other and they're like, uh, you know, hey, that's not weird, is it? No, that's not weird. Like, and then uh, Gerald says, hey, we're still best friends, right? <laughs> Randy's like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and Joe, <laughs> Joe, point, Joe pointed out just how awkward that is. Like, why would you ask that right after? Right, like, why, why? Come on, we just... hey, nothing's changed, right? The second you ask, that means something has changed. Yep, everything's changed the moment you ask that. Yeah, yeah. Ask me how I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> downstairs, Randy is having an extreme problem, though, having watched Gerald masturbate, and uh, you know, Gerald is like trying to follow him throughout the party. He's like, hey, can I come with you? <laughs> Why are you Honey. talking? Why are you talking to me like that? Why are you treating me this way? He basically becomes a little bitch. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say very needy, uh, very, very clingy. Very needy. Yeah, uh, very, he, he turns he, into a stage five clinger real mm -hmm. quick. He, he definitely develops a sexual attraction, wouldn't you say, or some sort of emotional uh, yeah. connection to Randy, yeah. which he feels now that there's they've formed some sort of love bond they've 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 exposed their love juices to each other in a bathtub and they sat in it and that's what you get for eating during the podcast uh so <laughs> bathed uh, in their own juices bathed their own juices um so while this is going on you know now butters downstairs tries to explain to the parents because he He's like, after they're watching the ATF outside, like, we're going to destroy this building. He runs into the party like, hey, uh, now, gosh, golly, you know, golly, Jimmers, you, you all need to stop acting like uh, such a whatever he says. I'll have the clip mm -hmm. here um, because, you know, you need to straighten up. But basically, he's trying to explain to the parents at the ATF that they're uh, that they, they're outside, but they're too drunk to notice. Let me handle this, then. Uh, now listen up and listen good, everyone. Well, I'm awful disappointed you're drinking and carrying on this way, but you, you should be ashamed of yourself. If you don't get outside right now and tell those army guys you're not religious fantastics, there, well, there's going to be heck to pay. Heck, I tell you. So Butters tries to explain to the parents about the ATF, but they are too drunk to notice. They then make a mock news report as they feel like, hey, we should make our own news report and get it out to the news people out there and let them know hey, we're not a cult. Uh, you know, it's just a party. Please don't blow us up. <laughs> Please don't blow us up. So Dougie is selected to be the broadcaster because he's always wanted to be a broadcaster. Um, but he's a woman broadcaster. <laughs> and he's all, they're all dressed. He's still dressed up in the Charlie's Angels outfit for some reason. I, I don't understand that. Um, so, you know, with the help of Debbie, they need to take the tape downstairs, but can't go out the front door since they will be shot as they were before. Um, now what happens here is these two people try to leave the party and they walk out of the party and they're all like, stand right, stop right there. Don't move. If you move, we'll mm -hmm. shoot. Tell us what your intentions are. And then they got shot. So just to <laughs> blah, 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 blah. God damn it. Who was that? And then everybody. I saw them move. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally, yeah. Oh, they moved. All sadistic about it. Oh, yeah, they moved. So from there, now we've got the kids who are like, okay, how are we going to get this out? Well, Pip, freaking Pip, all with all his archery skills, decides to shoot the news report down to the news people. 
and it lands on Officer Bar Brady's head, <laughs> and then Butter slides down to give them the news report. Uh, and now apparently, what's going on is back in the party, Mister Mac. He decides to he decides to show off his new album from Cher. <laughs> While the ATF is trying to drown them out with the same song. I really don't think it's strong Anyway, yeah, so that's what the ATF also they're like, what this is we're gonna blast them out. Just this is just like when we were in Waco. And um they play share on the outside, but the people inside don't notice it because they're already listening to the same goddamn song and they're drunk. So like if anything, it probably just became more of an immersive experience for them, like what's going on? I feel like this music is taking over my body. Like, have you ever been in one of those? musical 3d exhibit experiences joe sorry um i have heard about the 3d music experiences yes i have have you ever done it yourself though no i have not ian no yeah me either i don't even know what that, i don't know what that is what is it oh so like they set up these i guess you might say impromptu museums or exhibits you know in different locations could be just some warehouse too, you know, you just paying a ticket to go in. But what you do is you go in and you almost stand in either. Sometimes there are large rooms surrounded by screens and different things, or you're uh, in individual sections mm. and you have a full immersive experience with the music, uh, with visuals, um, the you, what it, subwoofers and vibration. You know what I mean? It, it's like you're actually you get the full experience of the sound and the music, like it's taking you on a journey. Okay. Sounds dope. Yeah. So like I, I know Beyonce did one for one of her recent releases a couple years ago. Um, like the one that Disney video movie that just right, came out, right, that they just did. That was supposed to be a 3D thing before COVID hit, right? Okay. So that that's what the idea comes from, from all these 3D immersive music experiences. It's the next level of music evolution, like to get a full experience and stuff. And with the way COVID lockdown is, who knows, right? I mean, who knows right, if right. we'll ever get to experience music alive again like that. Well, the ATF, uh, unfortunately, yeah. is getting ready to bomb this uh, this house. You know, they've tried everything. They've tried playing extremely loud chair with the gigantic speakers to using police negotiations because they send a cop in there <laughs> and the cop goes in there and he realizes he's a par- it's a party. Oh, I love those. And he just starts hanging out with them. <laughs> so now they think they've lost a man. So it's planned to use a missile launcher to destroy the entire house. Basically, you know, it's a cartoon replication of the Waco federal FBI BTF killings. Mm -hmm. Uh, The newsman asked the ATF if they have any proof, but the ATF leader just tells him that they know what they're doing. We know what we're doing. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the newsman then reminds them that the ATF, the last time they did this without any proof, they ended up killing innocent people. And the newsman at the event then shows the news tape and explains it's just a party after receiving the tape from Butters. This is Jill Monroe reporting live from inside the meteor shower party. As you can see, this is a perfectly normal party. Nobody is killing themselves. We tried to tell ATF people, but they shot at us. Anything else? Tell them not to burn us down. Oh, yeah. Don't burn us, please. Jill Monroe, GFN News. Um, The ATF then accidentally launches the missile, and it destroys the three other houses around the party, not destroying the party. And then the ATF leader covers by explaining that it was just a simulation. And they all like, this was just a simulation. After this had been a real experience. Right? So he explains it's all a simulation. Stan explains to the others that he shouldn't ridicule them. At, oh, sorry. Stan, after that, he's outside. And he goes, I learned something today. I thought you guys were all Melvins. But I found out, you know, people shouldn't ridicule you just because of who you are and how you look. Because you guys are actually okay. And then Kyle immediately shows up with Ike. Who's they're wearing their juice scouts outfit. And Kyle goes, dude, you would not believe the night I have. And Stan goes, the night you had, I had to hang out all night with these freaking Melvins. So he oh, just freaking Melvins. So he suddenly changes his tune once again. And then Stan, Kyle and I go inside to talk about Kyle's night. And that will be next episode. So ladies and gentlemen, that is the season three 
episode eight edition of South Park. Two guys naked in a hot tub review. It didn't mean anything to me, Jerry. All we did was watch each other masturbate in the hot tub. Oh, I was just in the hot tub. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I thought it would be exciting, and maybe it was, but I can't deal with your accusing stares. We watched each other jack off in the hot tub. There, we did it. I'm not proud of it, but there it is. Uh, well, it's not like you're the only guy who's ever watched another guy masturbate. I've done it. Me too. We'll have the clips in there, so you'll be able to see them, but let's get into some trivia. Scoop, why don't you just start with us? Read us some trivia. Some trivia. Hang on. There we go. Closing on me. I gotta pull it out of the different tab. There it is. God damn these tablets. Okay, Cartman and Kitty do not appear in this episode, with the exception of the intro. And Kyle only has a minor part. This is also the first time Kenny has been has been absent for two consecutive episodes. This is also the first episode not to feature Cartman. The episode is Butters' first major role in the entire series, as well as the first time he is referred to as Butters. And this is pretty much we get like the first character development of him as well, where we actually meet Butters. Am I muted? Oh, okay, I'm muted. Okay. Uh, da, da. The episode is the first appearance of Dougie. Chef's song "Stinky Britches" from Chef Aid is playing on the stereo. <laughs> When guests arrive to Mr. Maggie's party. <laughs> Stringer, feel, free to, feel free to jump in, Joe. I'm, I'm kind of laying out here for a minute and letting you guys talk to you. So. Oh, no worries. Okay. Um, all the guys at the party want to kick the ass of Randy's friend who watched another man masturbate. Yet later in the episode, I'll admit to having done it before, which is, as always, just the hypocrisy of people in general. An instrumental of Cartman's Wild Wild West song from Cat Orgy can be heard in the background of the party. Um, I can keep going. The same song from Big Gay Al's Big Gay Boat Ride can be heard can be briefly heard playing in the house during the scene where Gerald and Randy get into the hot tub. Um Stan flips through the channels on Mackey's television. There is a beefcake commercial for Weight Gain 4000. A white skin version of Chef is seen along with the text cooking with Chef Fanculo can be read below him. Additionally, Kristoff is seen sitting on the couch on late night with Conan O'Brien, which means he was brought back to life by Kenny's wish at the end of Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Right. He did not die. The yes. mole got to go on Conan Zimor. because he helps Zimor because he probably helped save Earth. So Sheet! Conan Fucking dark dog Sheet! <laughs> um, so throughout the episode, Randy refers to Gerald as Jerry. This is the only time he calls him this. Jerry. And Butter's name is finalized in this episode. Prior to this, he was just referred to as Swanson and conjoined fetus lady. And then I'll start with the references to pop culture. Stan refers to Pip, Butters, and Dougie as Melvins, which is slang for really lame people. However, I never really used that term Melvin before I heard it in this episode. Had you guys heard that? Is this an East Coast Southern thing? I've I mean, never heard really. It must have been like Midwest something kids, something. For, yeah, either Midwest or something kids from the 70s said. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, according to Pip, one of the steps in playing, oh, the game is called Wickershams and Ducklers, involves singing the merry tune of Stratford. Lippy, lippy, lulu, chalala, lippy, lippy, lulu, chalala, wickershams. thing ever. Wickershams and Ducklers. And then they all fall down. So it's essentially Ring Around the Rosie, just the English mm -hmm. version. Um, Dougie, I'll have to ask the English people on the Smack Attack if that's a real song. I should add Joe Atherton, who actually hosts the Smack Attack. I know he'll listening to this because he, mm -hmm. he hits me up in the Discord. Send me a message after you listen to this and tell me if Wickershamps and Ducklers is a real thing. Um, Dougie and Pip want Stan to play Charlie's Angels, which is, of course, a crime detective show that aired originally from the 76 to 1981 with that infamous da 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 ba da 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 um, mm -hmm. want to go ahead scoop read the next couple 
Mr. Mackey's house is surrounded by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, a department that regulates the listed controlled substance weapons in the United States. In 2001, they were renamed the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. The ATF is worried that Mackey's party is really a meeting of re a religious cult that is plotting to commit suicide during the meteor shower. This is a reference to the Heaven's Gate religious cult and the 1997 Hell Comet passing. Jimbo is having a conversation about football with two burly guys. Here's a breakdown of what they were talking about. Jimbo mentions that they don't have Elway that year. This is a reference to the fact that John Elway had left the Denver Broncos. He played his last game with the team in <clears throat> 1998. Where he won the Super Bowl. Yep. He also mentions how Brister won every game he played for, for with the team. This is in reference to Buddy Brister, who joined the Broncos in 97. The blonde man who the blonde man who thinks the New York Jets are the team to beat in the American Football Conference of the NFL. All right, let me go ahead here. Uh, or let's show you when I jump in. There's a painting of the scream above the bed in the room with the television. We already touched on this one, but the mole from Bigger, Longer, and Uncut is on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. The ATF members liken their reaction to how they dealt with things in Waco. This is a reference to the aforementioned Waco siege where the ATF launched against the Branch Davidians led by David Koresh on February 28th, 1993. Before the final assault, the ATF played music, amongst other sounds, to sleep-deprive the inhabitants. The, they played, which again, we touched on this too, they play the latest album by the musician Cher. The song they play is a parody of the 98 chart topper Believe, which was released November 24th, 1998. At the time of this episode's airing, it was still high in the charts. All right, I'll jump in here. This episode jokingly anticipated Ricky Martin was gay. <laughs> His song, <laughs> Live in La Vida Loca, was popular at the time in the episode that this aired. And then 10 years after this episode originally aired, he officially stated that he was gay on his own website. Apparently he was upside inside out. He was living the Vida Loca. He, he was pushing and pulling out living <laughs> the Vida Loca. He was not trying to kiss those tender lips that were red and the, the but his skin is the color of mocha. of mocha and he, and his heart was torn out cause he was living the Vida Loca. Whoa, living the Vida Loca. Come on. Anyway. Uh, and the last couple things here, continuity, <laughs> <laughs> the last couple things here well unless we want to talk about that again once again south park predicting something right scoop right right they predicted that he was gay and he was and they predicted that miley cyrus would be the next uh, sacrifice and she was um she was so in the continuity section here this is the second episode of the meteor shower story arc as we mentioned uh leanne cartman is shown talking on the phone referencing the events of cat orgy in the background you can see her and then, of course, Kyle and Ike are seen in their Jew camp clothes referencing the events in Jubilee, which is the very next episode. So uh, we'll finish here with some of our top likes. Uh, so my first top like, I didn't write anything down. It doesn't look like you guys did either. That's not a big deal. Nope. Uh, so my first top like here in this episode, I really like the fact that Mr. Mackey was hosting a party. It's mm -hmm. just like Mr. Mackey is not generally the type of person you would think that it's going to host like a, Spitz, a, a, a Spitzer. <laughs> Spritzer, how do you how do you pronounce it? Spritzer, yeah. Spritzer, like spritzer. he wouldn't think you wouldn't think he would pronounce this type of uh, host this type of spritzer, but right. he did, and it feels like they've got like I don't know, I wouldn't say the whole town, but more mm -hmm. or less all the popular characters are in this episode. That are how adults. how did a bra wind up in the drawers or wherever it was? There was like a right. bra, a dress, and like we think at the time that Mackie's a virgin, it doesn't get confirmed until way later, but where is all this women's clothing coming from? Maybe Mackie right. orders uh, hookers? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, Scoop, what, what do you have a top like? What do you like about this episode? Butters. I loved Butters' role in this whole episode. It's pretty funny how he was like the top Melvin, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And how this was like his first real episode of character development. And how this Kind of where you start to fall in love with this stupid idiot. What about you, Joe? What's some of your what's one of your top likes? Um 
friggin' uh, Gerald uh, Broflovsky just going so what's wrong friggin', yeah just going <laughs> so needy and like just and if you've ever seen where it's like two friends wind up bumping uglies for whatever reason it could very easily turn into something like that why don't you want to talk to me right now because i don't want to fucking talk to you right now like um there's more than just you where like everything was normal before but then all of a sudden you see each other naked and (sighs) that changes everything everything well i mean i will say like i've had situations a shout out to our friend uh gerard de la cruz um, when I first met Rome, he we were like 17 or 18. Uh, well, I'm not actually. I met him a lot longer than that. But when we first really started hanging out as friends, we were that age. And uh, I was at his house one day, and his, uh, I think his mom and him were arguing about something, and like she threw some water on him, and Rome was like, "Oh, you're gonna fucking throw some water on me? Okay, now I'm gonna get naked." And he just got <laughs> naked <laughs> and started running around the house naked. It's fucking hilarious. And so, but that's not, but that's not like a homosexual erotic nature. Like we weren't like you know seeing each other naked, or and it's not like I, I look at Rome differently or anything. I just, it's funny. It's a funny story. <laughs> that's hilarious. Vikram was there for that too. That's funny. Shout out to those guys. Uh, so that's um, let's see what else did I like about this episode? I I like that uh, South Park exposed the uh, idiocracy of the ATF's mindset them trying to um, invade and um, take over people's um, own religious mindsets or parties based on a based on the uh, misinformation or their own personal biases uh, to people who have uh, religious beliefs just their complete incompetency mm-hmm. how like yeah. the one dude that went in and just was like oh I love my ties, right? It was on my yeah, ties. yeah. It's my ties. Oh, I love my ties. Mm, right? on, does it and doesn't even think to radio back. Hey guys, it's just a party. Yeah, oh, that would have been really easy. All they would have had to done was say, "Hey guys, uh, I'm inside. It's just a party. I'm having my ties, and uh, you guys should come in and party." Like, right? That's all oh, my ties. Oh, my ties. Hey. Uh, Ian, you have any other, another top like? Um, Stan, I love how Stan was um, proven to himself that he's that he's not a Melvin. Yeah, it was a good Stan episode. Like throughout the course of the series, I mean, Stan does have a couple good word solo Stan mm-hmm. episodes, but um, I would say in this trilogy, this was really the first time all the boys got to be individually highlighted. And Stan specifically showed here that he probably really is the leader of his group in general. You know what I mean? Whether it be with mm-hmm. Kyle, Kenny, and Cartman, he is probably really the true leader and kyle is more of the moral high ground which is why he's his best friend to keep him there in check from going too far right so right. you're kind of getting that development here with these characters which i really like um and it all just goes to show um you know the um the forethought by the creators of matt stone and trey parker to go ahead and you know give these guys more um character development that way they're not just another slapstick show like family guy or they doesn't right. have any character development or if they do give right. you character development it's just totally forgotten about and they go to the next episode mm-hmm. so um joe any more top likes um nothing really that jumps out to me other than the name of the missile launcher being the negotiator. negotiator. Oh, we're gonna well, we're gonna send in a negotiator. Bring in the negotiator, and it's a friggin' howitzer. Do you, know, you Ian? Do you have any more top likes or? That's pretty much it. All right. How about dislikes? Do you have any dislikes from this episode? Something you didn't like at all? Uh, Pip. I didn't like. Pip. Yeah, I never Pip. liked Pip. I never I liked, never Pip. liked Pip. Fuck Pip. Yeah, I was I was never a fan of Pip. Yeah, I felt like Pip was trying to make butters lamer in this episode. Right? Like, like, la, 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 la. like no butters. Get away from that, bro. You need right. to get away. And I'm glad he does. But still, you look back at this episode and you're like, damn, Butters was trying to be the King Melvin, but he no. I'm sorry, Pip was trying to be the King Melvin, but no, Butters. He's yeah. the King Melvin. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, Joe, do you have any dislikes? Anything you didn't like in this episode? Um, other than the song they sing, nothing really. Uh, it's a pretty good uh, that stab at the media at the end. Oh, I'm just going to take your tape and make millions and further my career. Um, making fun. There's nothing I can think of that I don't like. It's um, like we were saying earlier, it's just a lot of small subtle jokes it's not like something that like just beats you in the face with over the top humor again and again like the really only over the top jokes are the two times people get shot and then every house being blown up but like everything else is like kind of super subtle that you kind of have to be listening or watching all right i like yeah that. I don't really have any other top dislikes in this episode other than probably that news broadcaster one too, which is totally uh, factual. That's really kind of how the news does work. If you are on mm -hmm. a local, let's say you're a local reporter and your story gets picked up by national. Yeah. You might get some credit, but if it's somebody else takes your story and dubs mm -hmm. it over with their own audio and, and just gives you credit, you, they're mm -hmm. going to get all the credit yeah. for producing and, you know, bringing that story to light on a national scale. Hey, who are you? Basically what this reporter is saying, you're going to now enhance my career because I'm going to play the game by taking yours mm -hmm. and, and getting famous off of it. Hey, who are you guys? We're the FBI. <laughs> Our parents have more money. <sighs> right. Mm -hmm. Just because your parents have more money doesn't make you better than us. Yes, it yes, does. It does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> All right. Well, unfortunately, guys, as we mentioned, there's no no Kenny in his episode. So uh, there, unfortunately, Kenny didn't say a thing. So well, that that's that's gonna do it, guys. That's gonna do it for another episode of Suck My Balls, the South Park Review. I'm your host with the most. I'm your host uh, with the most. Who's reaching? for the gold toast i'm still working on that uh and uh I'm, you can follow me on twitter and instagram at matthew underscore schaefer you can find us on uh south park pod and on uh, suck my balls pod on instagram and twitter and on facebook itself email us at suck my balls pod at gmail.com uh mr joe yes do you have anything to say slave to the death match on fight friday night 8 p.m. Eastern, or not Friday night, Saturday night, October 3rd, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, $9.99. Watch it. All right, guys. Thanks again. That was great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thanks for stopping by for another edition of Shook. Me, 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 me. I'm going to be sad I fucking want to. Balls. 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 Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Ex-Stradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Jungbarred ved juletid Ting tang ting jo til dig Omkring ham dalede sneen hvid Ting tang ting jo til dig Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst Med et der sejnede hans hest Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting jo til dig Så 
hvad i højen tårn Ching chang ching lucidai Og ventede ham som til forn Ching chang ching lucidai Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lucidai Den næste dag vi hed morgen rød Ching chang ching lucidai De fandt den stakkels junker død Ching chang ching lucidai Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lucidai Det var jo noget værd og noget Ching chang ching lucidai For da han tøde blev han våd Ching chang ching lucidai Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lucidai Hun kastede sig fra tårnet ned Ching chang ching lucidai Nu deler de en lille sky Som regner over land og by Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lucidai Are you interested in joining our elite roster of sponsors? From now through the end of the year, Hamid Media Group is offering special rates as we continue our exponential growth, as we expect to hit 3 million downloads in the first half of 2021, giving you the absolute best value for you to advertise your company, brand, product, service, or podcast. We encourage you to reach out at hamidmediagroup at gmail.com and ask us how we can give the Hamid Media Bump to you.